Are you ready to go the distance? Go the distance. When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan! Right now, plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money, and today... How to navigate your retirement in a volatile market, which is no easy task. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Gills. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark, of course, is a certified financial planner. He's a fiduciary. He is with EFS Wealth Management, 30-plus years of helping folks get to and through retirement. Encourage you to visit the website, EFS4letteru.com. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm great. So markets are continuing to do what they do. Yes. And, uh, um, you know, a Google search on how to handle market swings in retirement will return millions of articles. Um, many of them focused on asset allocation, which isn't a bad thing, but there's other areas that we should, you know, address. Okay. Like how do you how do you create income, you know, in retirement that's going to last for 20, 30 plus years? Well, that's a good idea. Let's do that, Mark. <laughs> but that's what you do. That's what you've been doing for people. Yeah. And- no matter what the market does. And, and and it's not just for people that are in retirement, but really you have to start thinking and planning for this about five to 10 years before retirement and think about how to position your savings during that, that home stretch. Um, you know, the the markets are going to do what they're going to do, and it's really hard to predict what they're going to do. And so if you were, you know, looking at Retiring five years from now, you know, the question is, is, well, what what do you do today? Well, <clears throat> it depends upon a number of different factors. And so everybody's situation is different. Um, but you're entering into what I would term as this retirement red zone. And again, I'm glad you mentioned our website, Steve, at EFS, the number four, the letter U dot com, because there's a, a lot of great information out there. You know, I just met with a couple um last week who is going to retire in five and a half years 
And so the conversation I had with them is very similar to the conversation I want to have with all of you today, which is I said to I said to them, I said, well, you know, you're going to work till you're 65. You know, she currently just turned 59 and a half. And, you know, I, I laid out, you know, he, here's, here's what we can do. Here's what your income looks like. Here's your Social Security claiming strategy. Here's some money that you're going to have from a pension. And here's what you can expect to have, you know, in dollar-wise income per month in retirement. I said, but you want to be able to sleep well at night. And being able to sleep well at night is having a plan in place so you know what that plan is. And we use and implement, you know, time-segmented distribution, which means that you're putting into place your dollars into different time-segmented periods where you're going to distribute them to yourself in the terms of income with the beginning segments having less risk than the later segments. So you think, you know, money that you're going to need in five years, uh, you don't want to be taking any risk with that money. That money should be in a fixed guaranteed place in laddered bonds in a fixed annuity, you know, something that's got guaranteed principal and interest. Um, and it's going to be there five years from now. You know what it's going to be approximately. Either you know what it's going to be approximately or you know exactly what it's going to be because it's going to earn maybe a three, three and a half, four percent rate of return on that money over the next five years. So you put in X amount of dollars, it'll grow to Y and you'll take out you know, the income over the next five years when you retire. Simple, right? Simple. Well, it sounds simple, but I know that there's a lot of moving pieces there, Mark. Yeah, there is a lot of moving pieces because you have so many other factors that you have to kind of factor in. Um, and no plan is, is perfect. The best plans are the ones that are alterable because, you know, what happens, you know, because I had a conversation with him. I mean, he's already retired. And I said, you know, I know you want to work for five more years, but five years is a long time when you have one spouse who's already retired. Because my experience tells me what tends to happen is that spouse's honey-do list gets done pretty quickly. And then the spouse at home is kind of like, well, you know, I want to go do stuff, but you're working. You know, can't you take more time off? And, you know, I'm, I'm just bored. I want you to come and do stuff with me. Um, or the, the spouse that's still working gets jealous uh, and sees all the fun that the other spouse is having and doesn't want to work for another five years. Right. And that's a lot of times what, what happens. Um, and I have, I have yet to – well, I shouldn't say I have yet to see, but more, more times than not, the, the person who says, well, I'm going to work till I'm 67 or full retirement age, or I'm going to work till I'm 70 because I love what I do, that just never happens. Very seldom <laughs> does that actually happen. Usually it's two, three years before that date uh, occurs that that person says, I'm just done. I want to go do something else. Well, you know what? I'll t I think there's one exception to that, Mark. What's that, you? No, financial oh. advisors. <laughs> you guys never retire. Oh, I work with a guy who's who's, you know, over 75. I won't say how much, but I mean, you guys never want to retire because you love what you do. See? Well, yeah. Well, look at Warren Buffett. He's 91. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Great so, example. Well, that's a good thing, right? Absolutely I mean, so if you're working with me, so if you're working with me, I'm, a, I'm in my mid 50s. So that means I'm going to work for another 20, 30 years yet. Right. Right. Yep. I might not work full time, you know, like I do now. You know, I might 
choose to work with you know fewer clients sure um not replace the ones that die off so to speak because that happens because uh, I mainly work with people that are, you know, on average 15 to 20 years older than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but, you know, you're right um, because, you know, it's it's something that is fun, it's stimulating, it's rewarding, uh, and it's something that we can continue to do, use all that knowledge uh, and experience. And, and where the experience comes in, um, I think, is not necessarily the experience of the financial markets that come in. I think it's the experience of um, helping people with what they're going to go through from a behavioral standpoint, from a a retirement standpoint, and giving them wise counsel in addition to managing those finances. Um, Because we've gone through that so many times with so many different couples. Um, and we can set some expectations and say, you know, hey, here, here's what your retirement is going to more than likely look like because I've gone through it and experienced it with a lot of different people. Um, and same thing with positioning your money. So here's what I know. I'll give you an example. And, and all, all I do is relate what, what 30 years worth of experience has shown me. Um, we had an individual who was going to retire, and he's been somebody I've been working with since the 1990s, so long time. And now he's coming up on his retirement date, and his retirement date was March of 2020. And we had kind of set that date out there, you know, a number of years ahead of time. And so when he turned 59 and a half, we rolled over part of his 401k. We positioned his first and second buckets of money out of his 401k assets. And the first bucket of money was all guaranteed money. And so when 2020 rolled around, he called me up and said, you know, Mark, and we had talked about it for, you know, six months prior to that, that, hey, this is what's going to happen. He had to give his company advance notice that, you know, he was expecting to retire because, you know, his contract said he had to give him three months or six months notice. And, you know, the month ahead of time, so it's, it's you know, February, end of February, calls me up and says, Mark, I, I don't know if I should retire. What do you think? And I said, it doesn't matter. I said, we've already got your first bucket of money in place. We know exactly what's going to generate for income. We know exactly what you're going to do with Social Security. Your income is guaranteed, you know, and if things don't recover for five years, um, you know, it's okay because right. uh, it won't matter. It just doesn't affect anything. We still go ahead and we do what we are planning to do. And now looking back, you know, two years ago, he said that was the best decision that he ever made. Nice. Because he said that would have been this nuts. And he got to basically take a deep breath and uh, not have to go through, you know, the whole COVID experience and working through it. Oh, yeah. No kidding. I mean, that, what a great what a great outcome to that situation, because I would be in the same thing. Right. If I was going to retire in March of 2020, I would I would definitely think twice. Yeah, but and, but again, checking in with you who've lived through things like this before. So it's like today. Yeah. Know? Oh so my gosh, today have, is so here yeah. we have high inflation. We have you know stock market that's basically in a bear market, um, and it's and and I've talked about this before on my radio show and on um, this podcast. Is you know I don't think you guys that are listening here remember what a bear market is mm-hmm. um, because we haven't really had one. Um, we've had stock market crashes that have quickly recovered. 
Um, 2008, 2009 was maybe the closest where the world was coming to an end, apparently. Right. Um, you know, where, you know, Jim Cramer made his favorite, his famous speech, you know, to an individual who called in asking if he should buy gold or what he should do with his money. And he says, well, if the world's coming to an end, you know, it doesn't matter. Guns and ammunition is what you should be having. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I remember that. And it's a true statement, too. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, you know, that doesn't really change. Uh, and, and so... You know, I think the pandemic crash, um, 2018, December of 2018, the S&P 500 really, you know, was down 18, 19 percent. Um, you know, I didn't have any concern back then because by the p time people got their statements, the market had made up over half the losses. Exactly. Well, this year it's different um, because we had a negative January, negative February, a negative March, a negative April um, and so we had four months in a row where every time you looked at your statement or every time you you looked at what your investments were doing with maybe a little blip where we had a little bit of a, a rally here last month. Um, but it's been negative after negative after negative. And that just wears on people. And that's what is that that's the psychology of a bear market. Mm -hmm. um, because I was there in 2000, 2001, 2002. And it was every quarter for quarters in a row that you had negative returns, not just months. We're talking a year and a half to two years of the market just going down every single week, every single month. There was no relief. It was just down, 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 down. And, you know, people are like, you know, they gave up finally. And that's that's that was the bottom of the market when people stopped opening their statements. I can, you know, if you, if you can remember back then where you were at in 2000 and in the middle of 2002, um, if you were like most people, they just simply said, I'm just, I'm just not looking at my investments anymore. They're down so much that I'm just going to quit paying attention to it. Sure. Mark, you said something there that, that really kind of made me think you said, it's different this time. And I know that that's kind of a throwaway line that, that because it's never different, it's just the same. But, but you said this time it is different. Well, it's different than what most people have experienced. Okay. All right. <clears throat> because they haven't, they, haven't, they haven't been an investor long enough or they haven't been an investor with money. And uh, so now it's different because you've accumulated a lot of money. There's a lot more wealth out there, a lot of baby boomers going into retirement now than before. Um, and, you know, it's a longer term. I mean, we've got, we've got, you know, international stocks, Euro stocks, emerging market stocks that are all down 20 plus percent. I mean, technology stocks, some of them are down 40, 50, 60%. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, if, so if, it, you know, the only thing that really hasn't gone down as much uh, is, you know, the S&P 500, it's down 14%. I guess as much, um, but it's negative over the last 12 months. So, you know, if you invested a year ago or any time, you know, you have not made any money and stocks and bonds have sold off together. So there is no protection of anywhere other than if you just invested your money into oil uh, and energy. Uh, that's really the only bright shining spot, so to speak. And one of the reasons why, you know, we do see the market being held up, uh, at least the S&P 500, because those large uh, companies in the energy sector that, that, you know, but if you get, if you got rid of those, 
and took those out of the S&P, we're down 20 plus percent in the S&P 500 too wow. without those without those securities in there. So depending upon your asset allocation, I mean you're probably down, you know, 20% or more, sure. um, 15 to 20 depending upon you know what you're asking. Even if you're in bonds and you got a 60/40 portfolio, you're probably still down 17, 18, 19, 20 percent right now. And you know that's okay if it's long-term money. It's not okay if you're retiring tomorrow and you just lost 20 percent of your retirement nest egg that you're planning to draw money off of. So you know, and and here's what I would tell people is I've been through this before where people say, well, I can't do anything right now because my money's down. And that's not true um, because a lot of times now is the best time to take a look at your portfolio and break it apart. Because sometimes there's still things that, hey, you know, there's something in your portfolio that has made money over the last 12 months. So that's your first bucket of money. And you can separate out a lot of times that investment from the others. And what I like to do is you you segment that out into different pieces, but you can break up a portfolio. You know, let's say you've got a 401k and it has, you know, a stable value fund component in it. You know, it's got different investments in it. It's more than likely that some of that has really made money over the last year. And now's a good time to take the, that money, put it into that first bucket that you're planning on drawing money from in retirement, and diversify the rest of the money, leaving the longer-term money that's down 20-plus percent where it is, but but putting it into that bucket number four, that bucket number five, that's, that's 15 to 20-year money. And now you know that that is what the purpose of those dollars are, and you're going to sleep better at night knowing, yeah, I can quit looking at this money because it's 15-year money. I don't have to look at it. And, yes, this money over here that I need two years from now, now it's in my first bucket and it's safe. I don't have to worry about it either. That's the beauty of, of really taking your money and splitting it up into different time pieces so that it gives you that mental ability to not worry as much. <laughs> well, and again, your your website, EFS, the number four, the letter U.com, EFS for you.com. Now, you have a great explanation there about how that, that time segmentation works and how it can really work in your favor. Right. You know, the, the, the goal is simple. You know, you don't want to be forced to change your lifestyle because of a downturn in the market. Um, and what time segmented distribution does, it gives you the ability so that you don't have to do that, um, you know, time segments it out. So yeah, go to that website. You can you can look at it, click on, watch the video or additional information. You know, do I have enough money to retire? It takes you and goes through all of that in terms of how to time segment your money. And of course, it's 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 not that simple. The concept is easy to understand. But the complexity and the expertise that we bring in is how how do you position the money that you have? Because a lot of times people have different monies. You know, they have pre-tax money, after-tax money, tax-free money, pension money, Social Security money. How do those all fit into that income scenario? And then the reliability of income is also a question I always ask to people is how much of your income do you want to have that is absolutely safe, absolutely guaranteed, or as some type of a predictable income um, generator to it in the future? 
those are all the things that we talk about uh, in terms of creating an income plan that you are comfortable with. Sure. Um, and all questions that are well answered um, and not everybody's situation is the same. So this is one of those things that, you know, our financial industry can't really embrace um, because not everybody can do this. You know, if you go to a, a, uh, an individual that doesn't have the ability to segment that money just because they, ha they can't do it. Um, the way that their systems are set up, the way that their company tells them to allocate money, um, and the way that it's being withdrawn from the port portfolio, in some cases, it just doesn't work. They're just not the right fit for somebody who's looking for a retirement income distribution strategy. Sure. And that's something also to keep in mind if that's something that you're looking for and is important to you. Well, let's, I mean, with all of this talk of, you know, the, the market and everything that we've been talking about this morning or today, um, you know, people are talking about the possibility of a recession. And uh, let's check in with somebody who has an opinion on that. It's the chief U.S. economist with Oxford Economics. Her name is Kathy Bustjancic, and uh, she was on CSCNBC and uh, talked about, well, the possibility of a, of a recession. All right, sounds and good. And that's really because some of this momentum that we see in the economy stretched to ease. And at that time, we think the Fed um, gets to a more restrictive policy stance. And, and maybe really the Fed does hold the key here, uh, as it many times does, for the economy and, and also clearly for the financial markets. Do you agree with that, Mark? I mean, there's, I, I can see where there's, a, there's an argument either way. Well, you know, if, if you are a steward of the markets... Um, you know, and what she's saying is, is if we, t we, you can, we can talk ourselves into a recession. Um, okay. You know, all right. All right. I like and, that. Yep. And most, most of the time when we have recessions, um, it's not caused by economic things. It's caused by people's reaction to things. Um, and so, um, I don't know. You know, it depends upon how people react to sure. different things sure. um, is whether or not we enter a recession. Um, the Federal Reserve Board does not control the economy. They follow the economy. They're reactive um, to events. You know, the bond market controls the Fed. The Fed doesn't control the bond market. Okay. Um, there's, as you can see, you know, even before the Federal Reserve started raising interest rates, the bond market was saying, you know, hey, you know, we should we should be, uh, you know, raising, you know, rates are going up. When the last time the Fed was raising interest rate, bond prices were actually declining, signaling issues with the economy, and the Fed was wrong and the bond market was right. So if you want to know where interest rates are going, you know, you want to follow the bond market, not pay attention to the Federal Reserve. Right, because That's, right now that seems what they're doing is reacting to things that are going on, not necessarily driving the, the you know, the economy. Right. And so, you know, investments and the markets tend to follow the herd of emotion. You know, markets are driven by emotion. Market cycles are driven by emotion. It's fear, greed, euphoria panic, you know, all those things are what drives the market. And so yesterday we were at extreme fear in the um, advisors 
index, the the uh, whatever the the index is. I can't remember it off the top of my head. I look at it. Um, it's the you know I don't know. It's it's the index that measures how afraid people are. Okay. Oh yeah. And, okay. I know. Yeah. yeah. I forget the name of that, but there's something with fear yeah. in there. Yeah. And and so markets tend to bottom at extreme fear, and they tend to top at extreme greed. And the reason why that happens, the reason why markets stop going down, is because nobody's there to sell anymore. Everything's been sold because everybody's panicked. And the reasons why markets peak at the top is because nobody buys anymore. All the buying is exhausted. All the money that everybody had is now fully invested. And that's why most people tend to buy at the top and sell at the bottom um, because of that fear, greed uh, mentality. And it's, it's, it's called that. It's, it's a fear and greed index. Yeah, yeah. A way to gauge stock market movements and it, whether stocks are fairly priced. Yeah, and so there's not hardly anybody that's bullish out there anymore on anything. And so that's usually when markets bottom. Um, and uh, so I would say we're closer to a bottom than any time probably that we've seen. In fact, the fear index was is actually lower now than what it was in March of 09 and March of 2020. Mm. So that gives you a little bit of uh, context. That doesn't mean markets can't go lower, um, but it does give you a uh, indication of when markets do bottom, that fear index is usually at a major uh, top, and we are there right now. Okay. Well, I mean, that's good. And folks, if you're concerned, if you're a little worried, uh, you're a little anxious, give Mark a call. It's 712-224-4651. You can also reach out to him on the website, efs4u.com. That's the number for the letter u.com. All right. Well, that's a wrap, folks. All right. Good. Yeah. Good stuff, Mark. And and again, um, so we what? So the takeaway here is what? Just give me a summary. Have a plan. Have a written plan. Um, Pre-plan. You know, don't wait until a year before you're going to retire. This is something that should be done several years ahead of time in preparation. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost with no obligation. 
call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. 